0: Corey Lee, welcome back to C.L. Bryan show. How are you, brother? And hey, I'm doing
1: good. How have you been doing?
0: I'm doing great, Corey, and thank you so much for coming on with us. Now, Corey, I'm going to give you the floor and let you tell everybody what is on your mind and what is really ruffling uh, your beard right now.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, since the last we've talked, it's been several months now, but uh, which is fine, there's a lot of things that have taken place with the American farmer and to do with the uh, 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 COVID packages and pandemic relief and uh, what they call the rescue plan and also this new uh, Build Back Better plan. And it pretty much has all of the, uh, or have all the uh, farmers in uproar in in one fashion or another. And our group, which is the Cowtown Foundation, uh, we're kind of in the middle of a lot of things and to make sure that we get what's best for uh, American agriculture.
0: And and let me ask you this then. What is the danger, or what don't Americans know about the danger to the American farmer that they should know, considering our food supply is in the hands of our farmer? Talk to us.
1: Well, one thing that uh, that is glaring to us uh, that it really, really sticks out for me is that it's a transfer of farmland from the small farmer to the uh, corporate farms, and because of there's some incentives for the super wealthy to buy up all the farmland they can. Uh, you know, there's things going on with like uh, the greenhouse stuff, and uh, and and is but the, the division is being created at the bottom to really separate the bottom. Of the uh, the the ecosystem or the agroeconomic system that uh, I hope that people don't get distracted by, and for example, I think Bill Gates is now the uh, largest landowner in the United States. And so, with that being said, uh, the last two pandemic reliefs—it uh, uh, was a big uproar where uh, thirteen different courts gave basically uh some similar situated white farmers uh they they enjoying socially disadvantaged farmers receiving uh pandemic relief uh, so to speak under the cares act and that was uh, four billion dollars set aside for debts uh, that, that were written off and uh, from our standpoint that was never the correct number from the start and we think that we have uh, the numbers to prove that and now with this new Build Back Better plan, uh, all farmers are going to get debt relief, and which definitely becomes more dangerous because, uh, you know, we're all for you know if there was something that happened that uh, inhibited the prosperity of uh, of your farm, then and if it was caused by the Department of Agriculture, then yes, you are entitled to relief. But if you were doing business uh, as usual and you were receiving. Uh, grants and subsidies, things of that nature, then that would make it a little unfair for the underserved farmers, which to include any demographic that are typically are not large farms, uh, to give them relief, and then to continue to give them, you know, 99.9% of all this. Uh, federal money that's been handed out right now. Well, let
0: me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Corey. When we we talk about the small farm, I I come from small farmers myself, uh, still own portions of the land that my uh, ancestors farmed. Do people realize uh, just how um, productive, uh, that's the word, the productive the small farmer is and just how in jeopardy he is of his own livelihood? Give us some insight on that.
1: Well, the small farmers—I uh, think by definition—I think goes up to six hundred acres. Yeah, and so there are going to be a lot more small, a lot more smaller farmers, and there will be large corporate farms. And but, however, for these smaller farmers to survive, they must, you know, get subsidies and things of that nature because you look at the price of inflation or the cost of inflation, where. You know, sometimes when you're riding down, you know, those uh, back roads of Louisiana and you have to pull over to the side because there's a combine coming down the highway that, you know, pretty much takes up two lanes. Well, that thing's going to go between 750 and 150. I mean, one point five million dollars depends on what you get. And that's, you know, so subsidies are important to be able to pay for that kind of equipment to keep our food supply, you know, going in 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 a safe manner.
0: This uh, holiday season, Corey, it's being trumpeted everywhere you look. That, And you can see it when you go in the stores. There's, there are some bare, bare spots in the stores. And the price of meat, beef, even pork, uh, chicken has is, is gone up. Uh, and, and then I know you're old enough to remember when turkey was the cheapest thing you could buy. And uh, you could buy turkey anytime and, 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 and eat that plenty of turkey. But it has just gone up. Uh, in such astronomical ways, give us your uh, take on what is truly driving that
1: i'm I'm so glad that you asked me that question. So uh, what has happened is is that in the the first cares act uh, back in March the eleventh that there was five hundred uh, million dollars appropriated for the uh, smaller mom and pop uh, processors to be able to uh, to be able to diversify. The, the the food chain or the meat processing and basically there are four uh, companies that control the meat uh uh in, in this country and so if but if you go to a cow sale the, the price of cow is not going up exponentially at all so what is happening is is that the processors they're blaming covid which they the workers are back at full force they're blaming covid and they are basically driving the the, uh, the pricing up. And just for an example, I was in North Carolina a couple of weeks ago, and I saw steaks for $28 a pound. I saw ribs at, you know, $22 a slab. And, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, they were, you know, $11 a pound for steak and also like $9 a slab for ribs. But the actual producer are not sharing in those profits. Wow. So, yeah, so, you know, there's a monopoly. And because that money has been appropriated, they're basically trying to send a message to the federal government says no, we're too big for you to stop. And what I'm afraid of is that the Department of Agriculture are talking out uh, both sides of their mouth. They're coming out and saying we want to diversify the food processing but they don't do anything to break up to have the Department of Justice to break up the monopolies, and then the money that's expended as far as grants and subsidies are going to those four major companies that are controlling uh, the meat process.
0: Uh, Corey, are you describing for us uh, a, a form of price gouging that is going on uh, in that industry, and the American people are the uh, are receiving the the blunt end of that stick, or is that how we're being beaten up in the grocery store?
1: Oh, that, without a doubt and with the uh what the processors are saying well the price of trucking is going up the pricing of trucking has not gone up that you it has to double in price over forty thousand pounds loaded into that truck you know it is might going up maybe a dollar uh you know per gallon or a dollar per mile if that but it has not gone up to where you can double the price on a 40 thousand pound uh payload wow and it's And so, you know, you just really have to pay attention to what's going on. And, you know, honestly, the Department of Agriculture cannot be trusted under no circumstance because they have shown, uh, if you look at uh, just from the black farmer's perspective, the black farmers had 19 million acres, 19.2 million acres since 1900. Now they're down to uh, just a little bit more than a million point two acres. That's 98 percent of their acres lost. Well, the majority of that came from Direct aggression towards these black farmers that held uh, mortgages with the USDA, and uh, Congress has had tried to step in uh, on three different occasions uh, to to protect socially disadvantaged farmers that also include small farmers and you know which is uh, white women, Native Americans, Hispanics, and, and and black farmers. And on each occasion, the Department of Agriculture used the the might of the U.S. government. To basically uh, dwindle these uh, settlement agreements down in courts, and the, the weight of the Department of Agriculture to legally outmaneuver these farmers who could not litigate for years at a time. So, what's more disturbing, and not really get into the big political issue, each administration has failed the small farmer. Each because when- at any point in time, the, pre- the whoever uh, the president was in office. Could uh, fix this with an executive order, and they have failed to do so. Congress has failed to do so, and so at some point in time, the American people really have to take a real hard look at what's going on in the agricultural community.
0: I love your uh, fire and passion uh, on this particular topic, Corey. Uh, Mike Esp, uh, was it Espy? Espy, who was agricultural uh, uh, commissioner at one time. Uh, what uh, he was black. What did he do for what, what did he do for this, did he even address this situation?
1: Uh, he addressed the uh, the situation in Pickford versus Glickman, and what happened is, is the Office of general uh, counsel, they did not like the fact that he was selling some of those cases for the actual damages that was uh, caused to some of these farmers, and what they wanted was a a wholesale you know just give them fifty thousand dollars and get them out of here. But they also created rules and regulations when some of those farmers settled that they could not be eligible for some of these subsidies that are given out now, and that happened with the uh, the white women farmers, with the Hispanics and the Native Americans, and so it, it's been constant rulemaking to underserve farmers to make sure that they were not in position to further their uh, farming operation, that they would not be treated the same. Now is these large corporate farmers and even the smaller uh, white male farmers. And Mike uh, asked me you know and that has happened uh, on, on two different occasions and what needs to happen is uh, you need to have Congress to have the uh, Inspector general to do a thorough investigation of the separation of uh, powers within the Department of Agriculture. And right now, uh, you know there was a lot of outcry, and basically it was outrage when uh, the current administration uh, appointed Tom Vilsack for his second term. Yeah, if you look at his track record uh, under uh, President Obama, it was probably the most horrific in, in in the Department of Agriculture in the history of the Department of Agriculture. And so it was really a slap in the face to underserved farmers to have him reappointed, and that let a lot of people know right then and there that this white house is if they're all talk and they're, they're, they're going to say whatever they have to say to get your vote and 2022 is going to be a little different. Uh, the, the, especially from the minority community from what was promised and what was delivered. And then most of that outrage is going to come from, uh, the, the, rural rule areas. And now that we've shown that we've gone out to vote, uh, You know, what they thought they had a a vote in hand is not longer going to be the case.
0: Wow. Well, you know what, Corey, I'm really glad to hear you voice that and talk to us about it. Uh, Tell everybody how they can get in touch with you and um, uh, see what you're doing and see how this particular fight is going. Talk to us.
1: Yes. What we're in need of is a lot of financial support because we're doing some things uh, legally to protect all all smaller farmers. And we have a a team of attorneys and everybody knows litigation gets legal. But if you can go on to thecowtownfoundation.org, you can uh, become a member there. And you certainly have to be a farmer to become a member, but we'll keep you updated what's going on in rural America. Or you can simply uh, make a donation on the the same site. So there'll be a membership that you can purchase or you can just donate whatever you'd like to. and, And it would be a great help. Uh, for us to try to protect the small farming in general. And that means every small farmer, because if we uh, take our eyes off uh, what's going on, all these farmers going to be owned by uh, corporations out of China and other uh, uh, countries that are buying up all the American farmland, and there's going to be nothing left for us to farm. And that's a fact.
0: So, Corey, I, I just can't cut it loose right there, man, because, I mean, that is ominous. That is ominous to think that the farmland will be owned by China and foreign entities who don't really like us, who don't care for us. Uh, it just puzzles me how we have allowed our, our, ourselves to get into this fix, uh, uh, especially when we're talking about our food supply uh, being in control, seriously, even though it's here in in this land that is being overrun, as far as the southern border is concerned, but but our food supply, we're entrusting to people who don't like us. Corey, is there a danger in that?
1: Oh, the, we're in a great danger of that. And if you would do your research and look at some of these uh, major food processing plants and 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 producers, that you know uh, that produces pork. They're they're owned by the Chinese. And what happens is is that the uh, the American dollar and, and, and the uh, uh, Chinese currency are uneven right now, and so they have a great interest of buying up American farmland and and buying uh, you know commodities in the United States because if you control the country's food supply, then sooner or later you will control the country.
0: That is a fact, Corey Lee. God bless you and God keep you. Give us a, give us that contact for Cowtown one more time.
1: The web address. Is the T H E Caltown C O W T O W N Foundation dot org again? That's the Cowltown Foundation org. You know, give us support, become a member of us, and we're fighting for all underserved farmers in the United States.
0: God bless you and keep you, man. Continue to fight the good fight. I know you will, Corey Lee, because you are fighting the good fight. Thanks so much for being on with me.